always got to remember to go on the Facebook page and make the feed live now because it's public because for some reason it's, it's not doing it. But with that being said, good evening, everyone. You are yeah. tuned into the last episode of Access Granted for 2022. And it's well, crazy because it's crazy because we haven't been on for two weeks and then we're going to do one show and then we're going to be off for three weeks. But that's what we do. That's how we roll. <laughs> Your boy, Mr. Antoine, is in the building. Fresh off a birthday weekend. Happy birthday. Let me tell you, 53 feels great. Look Shout at out that. to everyone that uh, showed some love, whether it was, you know, just saying happy birthday on social media yeah. or... You know, my wife, as she always does, throws a surprise up on me. And so I had a house full of folks for the Ravens game yesterday that I wasn't expecting. Nice. Very but, um, nice. Yeah, just just great time. She knows that it doesn't take much. Right. Me, you know, when it comes to the the, the, uh, the birthdays and stuff. So had a great time. Family and friends, that's all I need. That's, that's really all I need. Good. 53, man. So what was the major lesson that you learned from your year of 52 you learned access granted <laughs> ah, no, you, you, <laughs> so, you're, you're supposed to drop a nugget something <laughs> um no nah, uh you know what honestly that's actually a great question and though it's actually kind of a twofold thing because I'm still learning at this age that you're never too old to fulfill your dreams. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, I look at some of the people that I personally lost and some of the people that we lost. Mm -hmm. And it's that moment of don't take that day for granted. Don't take tomorrow for granted. Yeah. When you have something that you want to do, stop bluffing, mm -hmm. stop making excuses and go out and do it. And with that being said, perfect segue. <laughs> Bam! Wow! Look at her. Oh, is Bam. it a her or a him? What, what should I be calling? This is us. Ah, look at you. <laughs> the signature Long Islands are. Oh wow! It's even packaged, y'all. That's not hot sauce. This is not hot sauce. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is not look your grandmother's hot sauce. This is the official Dirty Half and Half Signature Long Island. Shout out to my sister, Queen Fiend, Tipsy Fiend. Uh, on this part, you got to call her Tipsy Fiend. Uh, she and I have been working on this for a few months now. Mm -hmm. um, she, oh, oh, oh. Well, how's he being surprised, y'all, with his own packaging? <laughs> because she just handed me the box and she said... <laughs> So she always says, sip slow, which you oh, must do with this. Uh, and then I don't know if this is like a surprise to me or if this is just the regular, <laughs> this is happy birthday. Thank you, sis. That's a birthday card from, from a partner in crime. Yeah. And um, I ain't gonna pull all of them out, but it's a bag full of Hershey kisses. Ah, very nice. So I got kisses, but uh, yes, um, they are official. These went on sale last week. Nice. Uh, this size bottle right here is $30. Um, and then we have an actual two gallon bottle uh, that's $80. Mm -hmm. 
And I didn't realize how much liquor or how much liquid you could put in a two gallon bottle. Right. Two gallons of this for $80 is freaking amazing because if this was Hennessy and it was two gallons, it would be about $300. Oh, Lord. See, I don't know about this liquor. <laughs> so, again, this is, the, this is the, the dirty half and half, which is kind of right. like the, the Baltimore version of half and half because, as I said, yeah. before, you know, when we go to the chicken box store and we get our subs and all of that stuff, what do we always order? Half I have to have. So we had to represent <laughs> that. And then I don't have the other bottle, but we also have a, a flavor called Green Light, which is this, but it's a different color. And it's kind of like, I think it's more of like a melon flavor. Okay. To it. So it's definitely uh, something a little different and distinctive. So yeah, nice. I'm excited. I'm excited. Nice. Shout out to shout out to my sister. I just uh, posted about her on Facebook a little while ago. But my sister Dina Coleman, she was the the one that placed the first official order, and uh, she just picked hers up. And speaking of my partner, Spain <laughs> is in the building. What's going on, sis? Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much, and thank you for the Hershey kisses. I'm gonna try not to eat them all for <laughs> Wednesday, but that bag. Is not gonna make it through the week. I promise you that. <laughs> she that said, "Yep, problem. it's melon." Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely excited. Um, not only just to be doing this, but to be doing this with someone who I really respect and appreciate. Yeah. Um, my man Maurice Carroll said he want one. I got you, bro. Uh, I'll show you the order. <laughs> but, um, I'll guess y'all. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But um, uh, shout out to Tipsy Fiend because honestly. You know, like it's called Access Granite and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But she's literally the the mixologist behind the brand. Um, she's been in the lab working and, and tweaking and doing a whole lot of things over the past few weeks and months. And I really feel like that uh, the product that we finally um, have come up with. And this is just the beginning as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, be on the lookout because uh, very nice. be gone, you know. And, and and the the I think the main goal at some point is to be able to go to your local uh you know cut rate and liquor stores and all of that kind of stuff and have these you hey, know, hey, hey, get you, get you, on you have, what what they call them the shorties the sh the minutes yeah I'll hey hey I'll do some shorties if they sell absolutely <laughs> have them sitting right in it they always have them in a fishbowl looking thing right, right on top of the counter. So as you're coming there to pay for your stuff, you said, and it's like, oh, give me yeah. three or four. Hey, whatever it takes. That, you know, that's how some people end up tasting and figuring out, oh, this is what I like. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> to my partner, man, Tipsy Fiend. I love you. I love Very you. Nice. I love you. Um, yeah, and that's it. I'm going to let you tell us what's going on in your world, and then we'll get into amazing guests that we have tonight. Why are you? <laughs> I heard y'all. Um, cracking this bottle. <laughs> Have a sip for me and Maurice, okay? <laughs> but y'all, y'all know where to find me out over on YouTube and um, at Alenia Renee, and at also uh, on uh, Spotify under Juicy Bits and Things, the podcast. So head on over there. Uh, doing things. Um, I became, uh, you know, it's interesting how you become monetized on things. Did you just raise your hand? <laughs> Sip 
you you already know you <laughs> she told you already. <sighs> she sent you a professional note oh. in regards to it that's something that you take on a trip right <laughs> Where you can't drive anywhere. I'm gonna have to sit slow because if not, you might be doing this interview by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh Maurice already told me he's gonna help us along with this. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. she said slip slow, slip, sip. She got you tongue tied. You ain't even had none yet. No. <laughs> You know what though? My husband said I'm a lightweight anyway, so I probably am getting the um just the <laughs> the aroma through the camera. Funny, funny. I'm sorry, Joy Nook Book Club no, and all that. No, stuff. no, I was just saying that you know, head on over to Alenia Renee on YouTube and also um I'm on Spotify with um, Juicy Bits and Things, the podcast. And I was just saying, you know, it's just interesting how you become monetized on these different platforms that we have. And you just never know when you're going to get that notice saying that you're monetized. So it's just, you know, it's one of those things that I have like been fighting over there and trying to hold my own on YouTube. But then I didn't realize that Facebook was, must be my platform. Like, you know, yeah, I didn't know. So, so that's just something encouraging for anyone that is watching that, has uh that's on these different platforms right. find yourself that one or two at two at the most platforms that you can really put your information your you know your information out there yeah. where you have that opportunity to become monetized get good at it and be consistent so that you can see those residuals because you don't want to be doing stuff for free forever absolutely yeah i got me a nice little uh nest egg built up on uh Anchor podcast. Good. Shout out to salute to everyone that's uh supported me there. Uh yeah, Very nice, good. nice little, you know. Yeah, little, little something, something. But um for those that don't know, Anchor is the actual audio platform where mm -hmm. we put our shows up after we, you know, yeah. do them live here and every place else. So, you know, definitely uh go and support us there. My mommy is in the building. Hello there. Hello there, mama. She said, yes. welcome. Oh, you you thank you. I'm so popular. I told you. I told you she asked about you uh, <laughs> one, one day last month when you had to miss. Yeah. Yeah, I got fans. <laughs> Shout out to Denise. She says she's got. She got the no yep. It, no. It's just where you think where you think that's going to be your place that might not be your place you just need to be ready <laughs> and um also i want to welcome in for our first official time our twitch viewers we're on twitch now oh look at you oh so, yeah just just switching it up a little bit trying to see you know um unfortunately i got the cheap version of stream y'all so i can only <laughs> stream on three <laughs> on three platforms i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna see how this goes <laughs> and, if, and if it goes well on twitch then i'll uh i'll purchase so right now um we're still on facebook but it's just my personal page it's not the access granted page because right. 
my personal page was always getting more views than the access granted page anyway so there you go and and sometimes you have to do that a lot of people don't want to deviate yeah. like that but sometimes you have to pivot Man, look yeah i'm a, I'm a pivot i'm a pivot <laughs> pivot till i get it right Absolutely. yeah no so it's, it's nothing wrong with that and i just like i said i just before we end this year i just want to you know everybody's out there on their grind but i'm encouraging everyone those those artists that are out there that are your friends support them those podcasts no are you going to listen to everything are you going to be interested in everything no but you can you can share it share it so that people can come in yes that is it's it's important and people don't realize that just hitting that share button helps us as creators so much and because it gets us in front of other eyes and just because we're not your cup of tea right you might like coffee and we serving up coffee and not tea right but somebody else may ice tea that, there you go <laughs> so i'm just you know i just want to encourage people that are watching if even if it's not your cup of tea at least just share it you see it come across your facebook it costs nothing to hit share costs nothing Maurice said you better preach unfortunately he's putting his in the private chat so i can't share his comments on the <laughs> so, yeah I, I just wanted to do that because i did you know i noticed that i am getting a lot of love on more of my personal page than my business so i opted to change my personal to a business mm, okay yes i'm like no uh -uh, i'm playing chess not checkers okay. Okay. <laughs> i'm serious so that that was my encouragement for all of us that are creators and for those that are out there and you may listen to this please just just hit shares. Yep. It's, just it's, it's really literally just that simple. And it's a shame that some mm -hmm. people just don't get it. And, you know, I felt like I, I feel like when I talk about it, sometimes I'm just preaching to a brick wall. So I just keep my thoughts to myself and, you know, <laughs> That's what I had to say it. I, I had to say it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate and speaking of creators, we have an amazing one in the building with us tonight. Um, had the opportunity to chop it up with this brother quite a few times. We actually just saw each other, uh, was it last week, the week before last, at the Baltimore Crown Awards, uh, of which I won none, of which I won none, but it's okay. But you were nominated. Remember what yes. you said? Yes, I keep, keep trying to tell people, I keep trying to tell people, I don't vote for or I don't nominate myself for any of these award shows. Mm -hmm. So when I get nominated, I've already won in my opinion because somebody felt enough of what we're doing here to take the time to nominate us for four categories. That's awesome. That's all I need. That's, that's yeah. awesome. But remember what I said, I think a lot of people may have went in to vote for you, but because you had to do so much, they yeah. probably were like, I don't have time for to, to answer yeah. all this. 
Yeah, that's a, somebody somebody yeah. said that filling out the ballot for the Crown Awards was almost as bad as the uh, reading the ballot for the elections. It's what? Because the election ballots was long this year. Yeah, I told you. I was like, I, that's why I said, Antoine, <laughs> if you don't, it's not because people didn't go in. It's just because it was just, I thought it was cumbersome. Whomever, and hopefully they're listening, Whoever puts together that ballot, they really need to alter how they do it so that people who are not savvy in that manner and have that time can still vote and be legit. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be legitimate votes. So shout out to Shanier because she's she's amazing at what she does. And I truly think that the Crown Awards is one of the best awards, uh, you know, that, that go on in this area. And I understand the thoroughness that she wants to have in it, but I definitely think that it's a deterrent, you know, yeah. for people to have to, you know, go through and look through, you know, uh, mm-hmm. an amazing amount of categories. And then, you know, she wanted you to say why you voted for the person and this, that, and her. And I'm like, ah! I don't know. But <laughs> shout, out to <laughs> shout out to my brother, George Hutchison, checking in. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, let me know when you're ready to order your... Access Granite Signature Long Island Iced Tea, George. Um, I'm expecting you to get at least five gallons of uh, flavor. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I know he can do it because, you know, George probably can pay with that, pay for that with the money in his sock right now. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, moving along, though, man. Uh, Got to get my brother up here. Like I said, uh, <clears throat> I had a chance to see him for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. That's the didn't mean to do that. Sorry. <coughs> oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. That did it. It got you right back there. Oh gosh. Okay. So you take your time. Do you want me to let him introduce himself? No. Definitely went down the wrong spot though. Jeez. But um, I was sitting and thinking um after we saw each other at the war show. Um, how long it's actually been since I've seen you, and I couldn't think of the last time. It's been that long, bro. Yeah, man. Um, it's been I want to say maybe Baltimore Flavor Radio at Radio on Fire on 2015. Yep. yep, yep, somewhere back in there. Yep. And um, you know, I still haven't gotten my macaroni and cheese from you or Janice. But uh, <laughs> Janice's thing. That's Janice's thing. <laughs> trying to blame it on you, bro. <laughs> yeah man but what's going on bro what, what's what's going on man hey man i'm living life <laughs> as it lives through me you know what i mean yeah it's, i'm doing okay though man yeah it's, it's been a pleasure um you know the times that i've had a chance to chop it up with you man it's, it seems like it's always been genuine love from the be from the very beginning Absolutely. Um, you're one of those people that I feel like I've known forever yet. Couldn't tell you to this day how we actually met. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> because, you know, he was just there one day and I was like, okay, that's, that's my man Maurice. And, um, <laughs> you know what? I met you through Janice because I believe I had Janice on the show first. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. And then, uh, met you through her and, um, yeah, but at, at any rate, um, yeah, I always tell people, man, um, 
when that love feels genuine from the start, that means a lot to me. And, and that those are those people that it's easy for me to hold on to. You know, sorry I didn't make the meeting at four o'clock. Life was going on, but I still want to talk to you about that. But um, I wanted to start with you, man. I was looking at your bio earlier, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> something that I don't usually do. But there's a uh, there's a line at the end of your your homepage where it says. Maurice believes that his efforts will make the independent music scene more profitable for everyone involved. Yes. And that touched me because I feel like the one thing that I've learned in talking to various people over the time that I've been doing this since 2014, um, everyone likes the idea of being independent artists because they feel like it gives them their own creative freedom to create as they want to. But I hear a lot of people saying I'm independent. I've been doing this for X amount of years and I'm still not making, you know, the kind of money that I want to make from doing mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And um, I just wanted you to touch a little bit on your thought process, you know, as an as an independent everything, you know, and what you do. And yeah. talk a little bit about what the process would be if someone was able to go the major route. So so I'm gonna work backwards. Um okay. the major route is the independent route. The industry is switching. It's definitely going to the independent artist. So the, the what used to be the popular thing to do with um you know like getting a record deal or getting a distribution deal and all of that great stuff that shifted and it's now on the independent artist side the major label the way that we kn knew it to be it's it's fading it's fading and the new wave right now is really being the independent artist growing your own following and leveraging that however you see fit. So that's the first thing. So with um, independent artists, really, so what I did, I learned the art of diversification. That's what I learned. Um, and so like a lot of artists you that I meet that I've had experience with, so let me say this first. So just so that some people that may not know, um, I've been in the music industry for 30 some odd years and I became full-time about roughly about 20, 22 years ago is when I became a full-time music creator. Um, um, four years after I got started, I started looking for a job because I was like, nah, man, I can't do this. I started looking for a nine to five. 20 years later, I still ain't found one. So, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so <laughs> the way that I did that, was uh the art of divers diversifying my income as a music creator a lot of times music creators have an idea of what their career is going to look like and be like and how they're going to get to the money and be doing all of these shows etc cetera, etc cetera. i was a victim of that because of the way that um media presented the music industry is you yeah. get in the studio have some fun, make some music. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you on stage performing, people yelling your name, and then you know, you get money, and then you get all of these endorsements and you chilling. It doesn't work like that in real life. <laughs> so 
<laughs> what what I did, I I learned more and more and more and more about the music business. There are a lot of things in the music business that a lot of artists don't know. Like for me, one of the major things is knowing that I can make two songs and I'm gonna get paid four different ways on that on those two songs each. And a lot of artists don't know where to you know everybody know okay i'm gonna copyright my music and i gotta join a pro yeah okay cool but what you doing after that you know what's the marketing plan are are do you have your music registered in the right places so that you can get all of the licensing royalties that you're supposed to get are you are you in position to make the money are you teaching anybody else what's your specialty are you are you like if you're a singer are you getting hired to sing on somebody else's record like what's happening and so diversity was the way that I learned how to survive off of it. And I mean, quite honestly, I've been doing pretty well with it. You know, I've I've changed my tax bracket a couple of times. So um, <laughs> I'm doing OK with it. And it's it's really knowing how to structure your business when you're in it, to be honest. Right. Um, one of the things that I, I like that you said is the diversification and the mm -hmm. fact that you um you you're telling people the reality of it that it's almost like you either grow up or you grow out and it sounds like you're growing out and by growing out you're allowing yourself to uh, make that money in those diverse areas mm -hmm. however one of the questions that i do have from all that you were saying is how receptive are these you know other artists these younger artists that are coming in um how you know how receptive are they to what you are saying because i'm sure that's a hard pill for them to swallow when they they want the the to grow up <laughs> and have people call it their name <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's it's not even it's not even them it's artists overall so mm. what the problem is you don't know what you don't know and right. if you, as a creative, we live in our imagination. That's how we create. It's, it's, it's a fact and it's fine. Um, yeah. And we really don't come out of that imagination state until there's a reality check, you know, and however that happens, that's the way that it happens. And so a lot of times artists don't know that you should know the music business. And most artists don't ask questions about the music business until they have to. They're faced mm -hmm. with the situation where they're like, wait a minute, how do I do this? Oh, wait a minute, who am I supposed to talk to about that? Or, oh, wait a minute, they stole this and what's going on? This is, they, you know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's always after the fact. It's a hard sell to, to sell an artist, hey, this is what you need to know so this won't happen down the line. It's hard to sell that when there's a preconceived idea of how you're going to get down the line in the first place. So mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to sell. So it's right. and it's all it, it doesn't matter the genre, it doesn't matter the age. I've run across right. it over these years, it's the same thing. <laughs> right. I've heard I've heard so many stories, man, about you know how an artist will go and sign that first record deal. Um, and they get that first paycheck from the label or the company. Mm -hmm. And you know, they the, the the ongoing joke about hip hop artists was they used to go buy their rap starter kit. You know, they would get a, a, a nice chain. They would get, you know, a, a Rolex. You know, they would go buy, you know, a Mercedes and this, that, and a third. And then 
you know, they will go and get this record done and, you know, the, the state of the art technology, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm, the studio, mm-hmm, all that stuff. And then when it was time to start selling records, they're selling a million records and, you know, they might get a check for like $9. And it's mm-hmm. like, yo, where's yep. my money? Not realizing yep. that all oh, that money that you just was supposed to be uh, recouped mm-hmm. by the record company, um, you yep. know, before you started seeing yours. And um, I think that's a, a mistake that a lot of them have made. And I, I hear a lot of artists say that you really you know, don't make money selling records. Your money comes through, you know, doing, you know, tours and, you know, merchandising and all of that. And as Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here saying this, I'm thinking about TLC and Mm -hmm. New Edition, you know, (laughs) I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about them Mm -hmm. uh, because those are the two stories that I know well, like they signed New Edition for what, a scooter and a VCR? Yeah. And, you know, TLC, you know, they, they made, they sold like a lot of records and, you know, had to file bankruptcy mm-hmm. soon after yeah. because, you know, they didn't know that when they were spending a million dollars for that Waterfalls video, <laughs> that that money was going right. to have to come back before you started right. seeing anything out of it, man. It's, it's sad. It's, it's really sad. It's almost like, it's almost like the, you get the impression that the music industry can be blood sucking, but mm-hmm. I also feel like if you took the time to learn, you know, and mm-hmm. talk to people like Maurice and you know some people that have been around for a while that you wouldn't make those mistakes if if that makes sense yeah that well, is I, I think true. even with um speaking to Maurice I mean because it sounds like if it's all artists I think locally people you know they they want the big label the big name instead of starting someplace a little smaller and 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 gradually growing that's with anyone. That's just like getting a speaker for an event that you have. You see mm-hmm. someone that might be local. It's a great speaker. Mm-hmm. Has the has the crowd engaged, but they would rather have a Juanita Bynum or someone, you know, someone bigger to bring in that crowd, to bring in that money. And it's just like, no, mm-hmm. we gotta, you know, we gotta get that bigger name. And I, I think too, it's not. It's not just the artist, not just the artist. I think it's also the audience as well. So that Baltimore is a difficult city. Baltimore is a very, very yeah. difficult city. And sometimes Amen. So, yes. so yes. I get that. But on the flip side of that, if you make a name in Baltimore, you can fly anywhere else because yes. nobody mm-hmm. is touching the scrutiny that Baltimore gives, which is why when when groups or musicians come out of Baltimore, it's over. It's over. The the competition is too high. We have the talent here in Baltimore is is so high that once you if if you break, you gone, period, because there's Mm -hmm. nobody else that's going to be touching what you're doing because the talent pool is so high here. Like and then and this it doesn't even matter the genre or what you do if you if you become the cream middle crop here it's over it's over and so the the bad part um the bad part is that there's always somebody else gunning for where you are which is oh, where yeah. the crabs in the barrel you know mentality that baltimore has it's like well somebody's oh, yes. rising up nah but i'm better than him so nah uh, don't worry nah 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 i'm better 
and and that's where that comes from um the solution because i'm a firm believer in not talking about the problems and complaining without offering a solution my solution what i think is if somebody is rising the better thing for us to do here in this city <laughs> the best thing for us to do is to push them and yeah. why you push them you show them support buy the product stream it share do all of that great stuff and mm -hmm. get them moving and then push the line forward so it, it can become your turn yeah. versus trying to pull them down and then saying oh no that i'm the better one if you push them out the way push them and elevate them and support them and you know give them give them everything that they need to 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 go it brings attention back to baltimore now you have somebody out representing baltimore now mm -hmm. who's next who, who's coming out right. next and so that's the solution that i see so i, I didn't want to be complaining about you know how we are <laughs> without offering some type of solution with it <laughs> but it, we it, but it's a fact at, at, at all entertainers that right here <laughs> right it's a fact. right it is a fact right and most importantly don't kill them <laughs> you've had oh, several no. artists yeah don't don't don't, don't kill them. right but um, stop uh, it. <laughs> but um i lost my train of thought for a second uh what would you say to that artist that is getting a little seasoned in age and mm -hmm. has been in this music game you know or you know whatever as an artist producer whatever the case may be for a long time and they just haven't reached you know that that plateau see i think i think the one thing about alenia and i is that we do this because this is what we love to do mm -hmm. you know um i can honestly say that if i didn't if i never got to the point of being monetized i still would do this because this is like this right here is something that i love and I always say, especially now that I'm coming down in my basement and doing it and not having to go, you know, travel to a radio station and all that kind of stuff. So I'm good with this. And I just happen to be blessed. You know, we happen to be in position where we're making a little bit of money doing it. But for those people that have, you know, man, I've been, you know, I'm 45 years old. I've been in the game since I was 20. I'm still not signed to a major. You know, the city's still not supporting me, as you just said, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I mean, you can raise your hand, but you've also you been talking about where you can do this full time. So something has to be going right with you. you. <laughs> so yeah, uh, all of that's all of that's true. So to somebody that is older or more seasoned, as you said, um, been in the game, it's it's really like going back to the beginning. It's diversifying and mm -hmm. also staying up with what the new thing is. You yes. have people that are still on facebook trying to push that music and right. really that ain't where it is unless <laughs> unless unless that's where your market is you know what right. I mean? because if you mm -hmm. if you're seasoned and your market is there and they're not on uh twitter and they're not on TikTok, then cool mm -hmm. stay there but you have to know number numbers data wise you have to know where your audience is so mm -hmm. you know you have some people that are on Facebook and their audience is on TikTok and they're like, yeah, well, right. I don't understand what's happening. You know what I mean? Or you might be, you might be going to the grown and sexy club, but your audience is in, you know, where, where the ratchetness is. It, you, you have to know where your audience is. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's all relevant. Right. And so, so it, no matter where, where you are in 
the stages. Like for example, I can I can be transparent because that's that's what my career is. Um, I know I'm supposed to be on TikTok way more heavy than what I am. Way more heavy. I'm using mm -hmm. TikTok wrong. I'm showing my food and stuff like that on TikTok. I know I'm supposed to be showing my music. I know right. I'm supposed to be showing my stories. I know I'm supposed to be editing mm -hmm. stuff and, and promoting what I actually do. Why? Because I know that the generation that's coming up are the ones that need my service. Why is it taking you so long to move over there, Maurice? Because I'm comfortable. And a lot of us get stuck in that part where we get comfortable and we like, and we stay in our, our space where we're like, okay, well, but I'm dope though. So they should be coming to me. Nah, the industry ain't like that no more. Like you have to pull your own audience because the competition is so many people that's pushing that music that way. Why, unless you already have a built-in audience, you have to continually build right. your audience. It's the continuous yeah. thing. And if you don't keep that attention, then it's going to, it's going to go to somebody else. So you've not got to know two things. One, the data, where is your audience? And then two, mm -hmm. how do they want to be engaged? If you yep. follow that formula, you'll be okay. You can sell a t-shirt. You can sell a sweatshirt. You can get somebody <laughs> to stream. You know what I mean? You can right. do things like that. And it's, right. it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. It's been, and I don't even know how many years it's, it's been where my record label, once upon a time, my record label has been in existence. And I never made merch. I'm sorry. I made merch maybe within my first three years. And then I stopped. Mm -hmm. And people loved the logo. They loved what it meant. They loved the, the name of the company, everything. I didn't capitalize on it. And I'm saying, I'm showing people the, the, the not so glamorous side of what I'm doing because I don't want to give the misconception that everything is glitz and glamour and everything is, oh, it's exactly how I planned it to be. And I followed everything. I did it right. It's not like that. You know, it's, it's called the music business for a reason. And you learn the, the do's and the don'ts in business. Sometimes you follow it, sometimes you don't. And really, honestly, going back to what you said, Antoine, like with, with um, you said how how well you raised your hand because right now in Baltimore, I know that the majority of the city don't know who I am, and I'm okay with that. But I also know that I've made a, a comfortable living over the, 20, the last two decades doing it. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, do you do they, do they know me? Eh, maybe. If you drop me in D.C., don't nobody know me. If you drop me in Virginia, don't nobody know me. But I'm able to make a career behind the curtain. And right. now it's just here recently that I just started becoming, okay, here, it's me. I'm here. Okay, yes, I'm that guy that y'all, that artist and that artist and that artist and that venue and this event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was me. I'm, I'm coming from behind the curtain now. I'm just doing that within the last year and a half. Just doing right. that. Right. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter your age. It, it matters. Uh, if what matters is, are you following the business? Are you following what is supposed to be happening versus following your emotions and what you think are supposed to be happening? Right. Got to get out your feelings, y'all, to be profitable. I say too much. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, you, 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 you did right because um, complacency. And, and being being comfortable where you are is going to keep you where you are, you, you, point blank and simple. And a lot of times when people, you always are looking for people to understand what you're doing when not everyone can understand the vision and the what you're supposed to do. You're, 
every artist is so different. And if you think that the people that you normally talk to is your audience, you're wrong because you're always trying right. to, to, to pull from them. Oh, you coming to my show? You coming out to my show? I know my cousin coming down to my show. Your cousin coming to your show and want a discount <laughs> to get in the door. <laughs> want you to pop it. Yeah. So I, I think, t- too, um, with, with that, that some people do not have the have the capacity mm-hmm. to understand that hey i do have to pivot to increase in an area they just feel like they're supposed to do the same old same old and get the the same you know and get bigger results and that's mm-hmm. impossible mm-hmm. that is impossible being comfortable where you are will keep you where you are. Exactly. Claire Dorsey just hit the nail on the yes. head. Yes. Ma, ma, ma. It, it, and it will. <laughs> and we we do have um, some some people I know, like, you know, with my family with me, they I know some of them think I am crazy. 52 years old doing what I'm doing. My own child is not even on you know, TikTok or, or, you know, doing reels or on, you know, YouTube. But I'm like, no, I know, I know I have something to say and people want to hear it. Yeah. I just need to go where my people are. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I need to go where my people are. Shout out to my cousin Kendra. She, she was, she was, that was, that was the your cousin wants the free stuff. You know, <laughs> you leave my Kendra alone. <laughs> Leave my boo alone. I, and 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 it's perfect hearing this from you, Maurice, because when you started talking about the TikTok, where I've had an access granted TikTok for over six months now, and I think I've posted twice. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason that I stopped posting on TikTok is because I hate, well, I won't use the word hate. I don't like a lot of what I see on TikTok. And so I just choose not to go on there and but I do realize that it could be beneficial to the brand if I did it some more. So mm-hmm. if Alenia wants to, uh, you know, volunteer to be the official TikTok person for Access Granted. I, I, I'm TikToking for uh, Alenia Renee. So <laughs> Alenia Renee coaching is on TikTok. I'll try to get better starting tomorrow because now it's not just about the show. You know, I have other stuff yeah. that, you know, I'm marketing and yeah, it, it definitely is an opportunity. Maybe the person that does the Instagram for me will volunteer because I was done doing Instagram for a while too, but anyway. Well, again, it, you got to go where your people are. I just don't feel like it. Man. I feel music you. Is, I feel music you. is over on TikTok. Yeah. Music is over on TikTok. Yeah. All right. All right. Point, I gotta point. I gotta shift with you. It's cool. We we on the same page. I got you. <laughs> you want to you wanna be accountability partners, bro, to make sure we post hey, something gotta happen. Something gotta happen, Maurice. All right. That's that's the 53-year-old Antoine that's kind of stuck in my ways, and if I don't want to be bothered with something. I just don't want to be bothered. But that should that could be your 2023 plan. I mean, here she go. Oh boy. Oh boy. 
If you say I'm going to start tonight, tomorrow, right? Yeah. You don't even have a plan. And that's going to discourage you. Not even having just, okay, I'm going to at least put something out once a week. Something. You need some kind of plan. You can't just, I mean. I need the church organ real quick. Can I get the church organ so I can back you up? (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying y'all i'm just saying because i i i'm big on having a plan when doing everything and yeah it doesn't have to be a huge just small increments make huge strides y'all nancy dropping nuggets like just come on all right 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 right. (laughs) but shout out to mahogany mercer for, for tuning in. Thank you, sis. We appreciate it. Yes. Mahogany. Mahogany. Yep. Yeah. Mahogany. I like the name. So Maurice, man, um, I've noticed and, and I know that that you being the humble person that you are, Uh-oh. probably doesn't mean a lot to you, but I've noticed a small part of the list of people that you've worked with, man, and you've you worked with a lot of who's who in the industry, man. Um Talk a little bit about your experiences, you know, having the opportunity to work with like Flo Assist, who I think has one of the most amazing voices ever <laughs> in history of voices, you know, and, and some of the others that you've worked with. I mean, um, just to run down the list, uh, Michelle Weeks, Michelle Schellers, Flo Assist, Kevin Pohl, Carolyn Malachi, you, you know, it goes on. Rough ends from Baltimore. Shout out to them. I've been trying to get an interview with them for like six years, too, but it'll happen. <laughs> those are my bros, man. Uh, <laughs> I, got, I said those are my bros. Like we got a lot going on. So I'm, I'm not yeah, afraid man. of using. I'm not afraid of using my connections and my plugs and my. So, yeah. Hey man, gotta make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, those. Man, talk after the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those guys, man. We were in high school together when we started. Wow. So that connection goes back there. Yeah. Like That's history. Yeah. We went, we went way back. <laughs> you know, they, you know, it's singing it. So once upon a time, all right, here's, here's something that most people don't know. I used to sing. I was the bass guy in the group. <laughs> we were in rough ends. I was, I was the guy that had the deep voice and at certain points of the song, this is back when boy bands and stuff were, you know, popping. Mm-hmm. I was the guy that would have to come out and do the sexy talking thing. And hey, girl, so you know, you were, <laughs> that was me. So you, so you were, you were the, the, the guy from Boys the Men. You were, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. me. That, that was me. And then, you okay. know, behind the scenes with that, it was like showing, you know, some music, like like some of the musical structures that because I was playing keyboard and stuff, and mm-hmm. showing them, you know certain things that I knew. But um, it's, in terms of the list, you know, when the Floresses came to Baltimore after. I guess the break of breakup of um Floetry, she came to Baltimore to work with um um some spoken word artists. And as the story is told to me, is that you know, they were going around asking, okay, who's the spoken word guy? Who's who's the who's the person that does that? Blah 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 blah. And she told me, she said literally everybody that she asked about who does spoken word production, everybody said me. So mm-hmm. which I was honored, you know, because I knew I knew a couple of guys that, you know, that that did the same thing. So I was honored that, you know, I was chosen 
and we worked in the studio we kicked out every bit i want to say maybe 15 16 records um some of which ended up being on the album that she ended up releasing not too long after that um even with that experience my um it, it was such an intimate experience that um my, i had my son with me and at that time he was still in middle school somewhere in middle school early, elementary or middle school somewhere in there and um you know she was like well it would be cool if we had this this and this and i was like well my son can carry that note hey boy get in the booth real quick sing this <laughs> and so and it was one of those songs that ended up on the project so the the he he has credit he had credits before he was even in high school so, oh wow you know um you know situations like that in the gospel community i mean I've worked with Jonathan Nelson. I worked with John P. Key. I worked with Ty Trippett, you know, all the, Twinkie Clark, you know, um, who else? Um, Marat, Marat Brown Clark. Like, it's a lot of different people that I've, I've, I've you know, met and, and worked with and had some experiences with. Um, you ran the list, but the the way that those, a lot of those things happen is because I'm a behind the scenes person. And I'm just I'm I'm embarking on a new um, a new way for me is being in front of the curtain and being like, hey, I'm the guy, you know, work with me. I'm you know, remember that song and this one and that's this artist that you like. I'm the person. So now now let's work. Traditionally speaking, up until maybe like I said, maybe like last year or so, I've been behind the curtain and mm -hmm. I've been consistent with my work behind the curtain. I've been um my work ethic was untouchable um and that's that it's not a brag that's <laughs> it's it's an acknowledgement it's an acknowledgement but it's also to say to be careful with your work ethic because yeah. i missed out on a lot of a lot of life because my work ethic was unbelievable and my work ethic led me into an addiction to work so mm -hmm. i'm saying that i'm not saying that to glorify you know how much work i was putting in and meeting this person and being right. having this opportunity it's just to say you know like how much work does it actually take it takes a lot of work yeah. and you have to build a reputation back then when i was building my reputation you know social media was really black planet in my space so Ooh. it wasn't a lot of <laughs> oh i took it back for a second <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a lot of social media it was mostly right word of mouth and people saying hey oh you want to do this you need to talk to this person here's his number and then that person showing up and then working so that's a lot of where my career you know how i got the reputation that i got and once you become consistent and you you give the product over and over and it's good and you mm -hmm. learn and then you're collaborating repeatedly over you know over time your name gets to be a certain thing and so with that you know i'm not saying that i'm big or anything but yeah i have worked with a lot of people do all of those people always acknowledge me nope and i don't care i don't i really don't care because for for me it's always about the process it's not about the goal it's always about the process it's about yeah. what can i learn what am i getting how am i growing oh well we about to put this album out we about to put this single out all right cool but what am i getting from now until I get to that point, because that's right. what's important to me, because that's what I'm gonna take with me the rest of my journey. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so working with Stella Award winners and Grammy winners and nominees and 
All, you know, that's that's great. But my mentality has always been, what's the process? What are we learning? What am I doing? How am I growing? Right. And if you stay in that lane, if you stay in that lane, the accolades don't mean much. But even though it's sometimes it translates into money, don't get me wrong. And sometimes the accolades right. turn into money. But mm -hmm. for me, it was more of what, what's the experience? How can I be better? What can I grow from? And, you know, and keeping the relationships clean, right? Like, you know, not getting too big headed and not being overly um, uh, starstruck. You know what I mean? Right. It's right. Some of these people that I work with, I've been I've admired their music over the years. But when yeah. it came down to business, it was just like, turn that off. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's work. Right. Let's work. How are we working? What's, what's the you deal? You actually just answered a question that I was going to ask because I imagine, especially when you're meeting, you know, certain people for the first time, even though you're working with them, you're still a fan. And it's kind of that moment where you're in the studio and it's like, you know, I remember, um, I remember hearing Buster Rhymes talk about his studio session with Janet Jackson. And mm -hmm. the first mm -hmm. thing that he thought when Janet Jackson walked in the studio was like, Yo, that's Penny from Good Times. I'm about to do a song with Penny from Good Times. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and Buster, you know, he wasn't the Buster that he is now, but Buster was already pretty big at that point. You right. know, and, but, you know, there's Buster Rhymes and then there's Janet Jackson. You know what I mean? So right. I, I was wondering if you would, you know, if you ever had those moments when you, you know, you walk into the studio with somebody and it's like, you know, that, that starstruck moment, you know, but you have the ability to turn it off and just get to, you know, the business at hand. Yeah. And get to the work. Yep. Yeah. Get to the work. Get to the work. And then when yeah. you get home, you go ahead and go, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, funny. my goodness. <laughs> so you, you started out as an artist. Did you ever consider going back to being an artist as far as like the singing and everything, or did you just, you know, once you started this side of what you do, you were comfortable. You didn't want to be the sexy voice in the background and all of that anymore. Hey girl. I never wanted to be that. <laughs> I never, Injection I never wanted goes. to be out front. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never wanted to be that guy. I really didn't. Um, I played my position, another part of music business. I played my position because of yeah. the process you yeah know, um, the and those guys once once you get them on let's speak that once you get them on and if you bring that up they'll tell you i i was the behind the scenes guy here's some chords here hey not me maybe you should sing this harmony note instead that was that's who i was but because there was if i wasn't on stage singing you know certain notes it, it just wasn't going to get covered so and i didn't want to be on stage i'm i'm not that guy i'm not the dancer i'm not the I'm not the give me the mic guy. I'm not that. Mm -hmm. I'm the guy that's behind the curtain say, no, it should be presented like this. It should be sang like this. It should be produced right. like this. That's that's where my lane is. So I never wanted to be the artist. Me being behind the curtain was my comfortable spot. And so just as the point that you made, if 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 we can't we can't stay, we can't remain comfortable. So that was me taking that reality was saying, okay, you know what? It's time. I've had several of my clients and my friends tell me, like, why aren't you out front? People need to know you. You're the guy. You're mm -hmm. you're the you're the puffy. You're the Timbaland. You you know, you're 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 the you're, you're the person that's supposed to be up front because you're pushing all of these people out and nobody knows who you are. 
And I'm like, all right, all right. And they were right. They've been right a long time. Yeah. I was just being stubborn. You know what I mean? I just liked the way I was. And the industry shifted so much that it became undeniable. And I really had to say, yeah. okay, all right, let me do the photo shoot. Let me do this. Let me do that. Okay, let's get it right. And and now Go ahead, Antoine, put it up. Put up photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, are you talking about the picture? <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually on the homepage of his website. That's actually on the uh the homepage of his website. That's the you know. <laughs> That's the sexy pose right there. I'm like, I'm like, okay, Maurice, you <laughs> look <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. <laughs> so look, I wanna um, I I I kind of wanna go in a different direction now because you know, aside from all of the wonderful stuff that you're doing music wise um mm -hmm. i know that you and janice uh collectively do some amazing stuff with like this healing and all of this kind of stuff man that every time i i see i'm kind of blown away and i said if i got you once i got you up here i had to let you talk a little bit about that man because Absolutely. that that looks like it's almost like the one a of your passion you know with music being one that looks like it's your 1a so it is i'm, I'm gonna just give you the floor and let you talk <laughs> about all of that stuff that you guys are doing with the collective man all right so the name of um the name of it's called the healing flame collective um janice and i founded it and we have a group of musicians um healers um uh, reiki masters and musicians it's a, it's a it's a collective of all of us and what it is is that we both kind of started transitioning while we had our music careers we both started transitioning and understanding uh, about how healing is necessary and how um there's a need for it now janice's um her her story is a little bit different than mine so i'll speak from from mine for what happened for me um um, we both are um, Reiki masters in different modalities. We both teach. Um, and my journey started with the sound healing aspect of healing. And I learned, as I, I was curious, when as a musician, I was curious to understand why was it that certain chords that I played made people do certain things? Why was it, well, if I play it in this key, I got this reaction. If I play it in this key with this chord, I get this reaction. If I change the tempo here, I get another reaction. So that led me down to understanding. When I started doing it on purpose, I knew I, I knew something happened. You know what I mean? And then um, when it got to a point where I was like, okay, well, what do these chords mean? And I started researching that. Then that led me into the rabbit's hole about understanding frequencies. Frequencies made me understand vibration. And then that all, all of that led me into, oh, well, what does this hertz do? And what does this frequency do? And how do I use that in my music? All right, well, let's do this and let's do that. And um, one of the um, members of the Healing Flame Collective, um, he, he recently, him and his family just recently moved to um, Vermont. 
And uh, he and I have been um, musical buddies for a, a, a long time. And we, we did this experiment. I created this music and I embedded some frequencies in it. And I said, okay, I want you to tell me what the what what this music is telling you this is it's a story but i want you to tell me what the story is he said i'll do one better i'll write the lyrics in a language that you don't understand and you tell me what the lyrics say i said okay so he wrote the song in arabic and sent it back to me and said okay tell me what the story is when i tell you i could tell you exactly what the story was about without knowing arabic and i said okay well that's okay that's kind of cool but we know each other there's some type of symmetry that's there you know what i mean so that's cheat code stuff let's see who else you know let's see who else might might pick this up and literally everybody that we let listen to it they knew what the story was and didn't speak the language so for me that was me going in saying oh there's something to this all right so i dove a lot deeper into understanding um how frequencies and vibrations affect people and got so deep into it where i know you know specifically how to to um basically use certain songs frequencies vibrations to affect the molecules in your body to affect how your brain moves and thinks to to affect how if you're going to be relaxed or if you're going to be tense or I know how to do that using certain frequencies now. And so that led me um, while I was going through that journey, um, Janice was introducing Reiki to me and I was just like, well, what's that? And so she explained what it was. um, And I was just like, yeah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And and, and it was a couple of months later. She was like, you sure? Because this is what it's doing and this this is what it is and da, 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 da. All right, I'll I'll take the level one class. Let me just see what it's about. All right, and so I take the level one, and I'm like, oh, all right, I see how this is working. Cool. Then I went all the way through to master, and I'm like, yeah, I like this. And the thing about Reiki that I enjoy is that it doesn't interfere with whatever your beliefs are. If you have spiritual beliefs, it goes along with. It's a tool to use with whatever it is that you believe. And though, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people that are heavy into their religion, they'll say, well, if it's not this, then it's wrong. And it's, of, you know, it's, it's evil and this, blah, 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 blah. And I understand because I came out of that space. I understand the mentality behind it. But what I also know, because I've studied several, uh, just not only the Abrahamic religions, but I've studied some outside of that. I also know that a lot of the practices that are included in Reiki you already do. You just don't call it the same thing. You know what I mean? So um, that spawned, uh, um, Janice had an idea. She was like, look, this is the visual that I see. She literally drew it out on paper and showed it to me. This is what it looks like. I love it. All right. (laughs) Okay. That's how we moving. Okay, cool. Um, And she was just like, it's it's musicians, it's this, it's that, blah, 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 blah. I'll have to let her tell you the the full story because it's amazing. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm in. What what we got to do? And then we started working from there, building it from there. And then it got to a point where it was like, people are really being affected by this. We need to branch out and start doing some circles and, and go virtual and 
make this bigger thing smaller, like make the the bigger pre presentation into bite-sized pieces with having these different um, circles and mm -hmm. explaining and being conduits so that we can demystify this whole holistic, you know, thing. And so that's where our our strong um, our, our presentation is. So we both are able to explain okay what does this mean oh it means this instead of keeping it secret or talking around we are very straightforward like sometimes you'll hear us explain this stuff and we go off and and you might hear us cussing you might hear us giving personal stories because to us it's about really trying making sure that the message is translated and so that you can really really get it and mm -hmm. take away the 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 mystifying, oh, they're so deep in meditation, and yeah. I'm, I'm calling this, and I'm, I'm <sighs> making, I'm making this happen. I'm manifesting this. What we do, we say, listen, manifesting is this. Step one, think it. Step two, say it. Step three, do it. What all oh, the and the arc of all of manifesting mm -hmm. is, you don't see anything else happening. You don't have any doubt. It's not a belief. It's not a belief; it's a knowing, and that is what manifestation is. Mm -hmm. And so, a lot of a lot of times, we we say things like that, and we teach that way because we don't want people to look at the healing arts as something that's so ritualistic and so something to be afraid of and demonic and things like that. Yeah. It's 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 not those things. And you know, if you if you have that religious strong religious background. I'm one of those people that, and some people in, in the chat that will testify to this. I'm the guy when somebody is super religious, especially in the Abrahamic religions, and they are starting to speak against it. I'm the guy that they say, Reese, what would you say about this? And I'm able to use what they believe to point to what the actuality is. So for example, if they are heavy into the Bible and the Bible is the end all be all and what you guys are doing is so demonic, I'm able to say, hey, go to the scripture right here. Mm -hmm. You see the, the names of those, those crystals that they're using in the breastplate of righteousness that you said that you think is evil. Why do they have those crystals, those crystals in that? Oh, what well, do you think meditation is? is so why does it tell you to meditate day and night if it's oh so i'm that guy that will pull out scriptures to show them that what they think that we are doing is so demonic is actually a part of what they say that they believe and it's not coming from a place of pointing fingers and it's not coming from a place of hey you stupid it's not that it's more of hey listen bring down your defenses a little bit just so enough so that you can hear me if you can defend what you want to say great but just hear me and and that's been that's been one of my places in this whole holistic and and healing journey and it's we have um guided meditations that we do we have um our website i think somebody just posted it up but um we have our website it's it's scrolling at the bottom of the screen yeah okay cool so we have the website, we have guided meditations that we do both virtually and in person. We have uh, moon meditations that we do. We have the presentations that we do. Like for example, one of the um, presentations um, is called the soul light journey. And what it really does, it takes you through all of your chakras with guided meditation, music, singing, drumming, um, singing bowls, 
all at the same time. Oh, wow. Amazing. And it's really, really heavy. And like a lot of times people get really emotional when we present it because, you know, all of those elements all at the same. Oh, and, and of course, Reiki being done all at the same time. A, a lot of those elements hitting you all at the same time will make emotions rise up in you. You might not understand why you're crying. You just feel like you need to cry. Or you might be sitting there rocking back and forth and you just like, I don't even know what's wrong. Oh, my God. Or it might be feeling so good to you. You don't know how to express it. And it's something that we keep teaching, like, don't be afraid of it. You know, it's it's not anything that you should be afraid of. It's something that you should actually be embracing and using right. a lot more than what we are taught we're supposed to. And mm -hmm. so the Healing Flame Collective is that's our family. You know what I mean? And, you know, sometimes the the members that they, you know, we have members that come in and some that come out and, um, you know, they're they're it, it's it's set up in a sense where, oh, boy, she brought up the oils. OK, I won't forget. OK, I got it. Um, but like a lot of times the way that we're set up and structured is that um, there are people that are in in our um, group aura that are attracted and it's like okay well hey listen let's let's talk about your interacting with what we're doing and so sometimes we have people that are come in for this particular um presentation or we have somebody that says hey i want to be a part w what can i do okay well let's have that conversation let's see um because we're very big on energetic connection if the energy doesn't work it just doesn't work it's not hard feelings or anything and it's not saying that you don't know what you're doing. It's not saying that we don't know what we're doing. It's just the energy has to work. Um, Claire talked about the oil. So I make um, these fragrance oils for each chakra and they're hand blended and they're blended according to what will um, bring the energy into balance for that particular chakra. Um, and um, not only are they hand blended, I have corresponding crystals that go inside of each oil and I Reiki each oil. And when the report that I keep getting back is um, when they wear the oils, it's something different really happens. There's a vibration that they that that happens. They are reminded to to focus in on that chakra. And so, for an example, if one of the most popular ones is the heart chakra oil that I create. So what happens is if say for instance there are two let me go into this real quick and then i'm gonna move on so when you have um when we're talking about chakras to demystify that it's basically everybody has these energy centers all over your body all you know mm -hmm. um the chakras that we're referring to are the main seven that most people know about um and they go from the bottom to the top starting with the root going all the way up to the crown um, what happens is sometimes, and I'm going to use the heart chakra as an example because most people can identify with it very well. So with the heart chakra, you can be in your feelings in a place where you're overly sensitive about everything that's happening and you have something to say, an opinion about everything that's happening. That is when your chakra is out of balance. You could be on the opposite end of that where you're like, well, ain't nothing affecting me. I'm stone faced. I'm good. Ain't no, I'm you know, that means your heart chakra is out of balance either way. What happens is, and the oils is one of the ways that you can use to bring that chakra into balance. And so you wear that, you'll wear the chakra oil. And then next thing you know, it's just like, 
oh, I'm feeling better. You know, I feel, I feel my energetically, I feel this way for what I do with, um, with sound healing. If you came into me with those same exact symptoms, I've been in my, I've been in my feelings and da, 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 da. Okay. I have a table here, lay down, hit some headphones. I'm gonna play this frequency. This frequency is going to do this, 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 and this, and this. Okay. Okay. While you're listening to this frequency, I'm going to take this tune in for it, which is tuned to this, which is also going to do blah, 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 blah. And then I'll right. administer that. And then by the time you get up off the table, you you either felt an effect immediately or within that day or the next day, you're going to call me back or text me back and say, what? I need another appointment. What was that? That felt great. Okay. I feel more in tune. I feel balanced, but I still feel a little bit off. I need another one. Okay, cool. Let's schedule another one. You know, and knowing the science behind sound, knowing the science behind frequency, knowing the science behind vibration allows me to administer sound healing from yeah. past a place of, oh, this mm -hmm. sounds great. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, way, it's way beyond that. All right, I'm good. I'm done. So but I do have a question <laughs> because I don't know much, you know, I don't, I don't know much. I had a, I had a ticket there. <laughs> and um, one of the, <laughs> and I, I have two questions. Number one, for those that, you know, hear the word Reiki, but have always been like, what is it really? Like you said, you know, you said a lot of things. Could you just put it in a simplified um, definition of what Reiki is? Reiki is the devil. <laughs> I've heard that. Like, I've heard that so much before. And that's, that's why I want to hear from you. The easiest <laughs> way to understand it, the easiest, the easiest way to understand it is um, life force energy. Life Point force blank. energy. That's it. Life force energy. Anything force that is living has energy flowing through it. Yes. I right. That too. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So life force energy means every, every, like I said, every, every living thing has life force energy. The simplest way to understand it is like, I like to explain things from a scientific perspective because it takes out the mystifying part of it. We all know, we all been taught that energy does not, is never, is not created and it doesn't dissipate. It just always flows. It goes from one thing to another, always. So mm -hmm. example of that, I might have a pebble. If I drop it into a puddle of water, you see the waves go and they go out and then they come back in and then they go out and it might be, it might slow down a little bit. And then they, you know, it kind of, it keeps moving. Right? Um, right. That energy came from the thought in my head, telling my body to pick that pebble up, to hold it. Then the, my energy drops it. And then it, it, the energy moves the pebble down into the water and then the energy moves the waves out and back and forth, so forth and so on. So energy never dissipates. It always is moving. So when you have life force energy, all you're, all you're talking about, no matter what you title it, you're talking about that entity, that thing that is flowing through anything that's living. That's the simplest way to explain it. If you call it God, if you call it life you call it universe it doesn't matter what you call it the the fact of the matter the grassroots fact of the matter is there is something that has that energy force that is flowing through every living every living thing 
Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. Reiki is life force energy. Now, the term comes from the Japanese um, rediscovery of moving that energy. But it's, and I say rediscover it because Os- Osui Reiki is the original um, form of Reiki. However, um, if you if you are anybody of our, um, let's say skin tone, uh, <laughs> our people, we know that we, we predated all of those things. We are the first and original people. Therefore, the energy existed with us first. So Reiki is not a Japanese thing. It's a Japanese word. It was rediscovered, retitled, re, um, redone by Japanese. So what it is, is that that energy, and I'm saying that because like some people are like, well, how are you going to be this, this dude that likes to wear and you're so African this and Egyptian that and motherland that, but you practice in something that's of Japanese culture and Japanese practice. It's not that because I know my people is where Japanese got it from. So technically, I'm just relearning what my people taught them. You know what I mean? So it's not it's, it's not that. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's life force energy. When you administer Reiki, you are not giving the energy to somebody. You are helping the energy flow. Like I'm going to use church as an example. Anybody been in church before? And you have a guest pastor and whoever's introducing them, they say, stretch your hand forth and say this, right? When the guest pastor Mm -hmm. about to get up, right? That's a form of Reiki. It's the same exact thing. You're sending a blessing. You're sending good vibes to what's getting ready to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's the shortest, easiest way (laughs) that I can, I can. You know, kind of because it's a whole we we teach classes on it, so it's 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 a whole right. Thing, I, and like, I can understand that because I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one that's gonna listen to this, and you know, and I, you have other people that heard it, but are misinterpreting mm-hmm. what it really yep. is because of the knowledge that's been given by people who have really are not as educated about it to yep. be able to speak on it, you know to articulate things properly because everything right. has a has a place and because i always tell my girlfriend you are not in your feminine energy right now <laughs> and that's so that's why when you said that i'm like oh yeah i believe in energy <laughs> yeah yeah I really it's real and, and and then so is next question this this is my last question about this um saging what does mm-hmm. saging really like what is the purpose and what does it really do because yes. i hear my my bonus daughter is now saging her house and she just mm-hmm. you know she has a calm and i just love it and i just like understanding you know what they're doing and why they're doing it mm-hmm. so saging if people never heard that term before saging is a as a um a way of cleansing whatever you're doing you can sage yourself mm-hmm. you can sage your your area you can sage your crystals it's basically you're you're cleansing it it's the equivalent of um i hate to keep going back to church stuff but that's i mean that's where most people identify most with it's the equivalent or even catholicism really it's the equivalent of you going and saying going to the altar and saying okay this is my rejuvenation. I'm being forgiving of all of these things that I've done. Mm-hmm. Blank slate again, right? Um, yeah, what okay. saging actually does, it does that for whatever you're using it on. So if you're saying, mm-hmm. okay, well, I need to stage 
change my house because the energy in here doesn't feel right. What you're going through your house and your saging, you should be calling those things out. Um, they do right. that in, in churches all the time. So when you're saging, you can be saying mantras, you can be saying chants, you can say it in your head, you can say it out, out loud, it doesn't matter. But the saging in and of itself is you energetically cleansing whatever that right. is. If you're cleansing your area, fine. If you're cleansing your crystal so that it can be um, rejuvenated again and be used again, it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. It's basically you just like cleansing the energy, cleansing that energy. Okay. Did that, did that, did that, was that clean enough? Did it make sense yeah, enough? It, no, it was, it was good. It, it was good. It, it was good. <laughs> and, and I know my husband's going to be listening to this and because he says quit. <laughs> I don't want any kind of um I don't want any kind of energy coming in my house. He says that all the Oh, well then, yeah, sage, yeah, my husband, clean. He, Yep, he will tell people quick, no, you can't come. You cannot come across that threshold <laughs> and bring your energy into the house. And that yeah. man means it. Like <laughs> because yeah, he's we, protecting you know, his space. That's fine. He's protecting his space. And he's like, no, when I come home, I want peace. And if you don't have peace mm -hmm. and you're full of a bunch of chaos and foolishness, then you do not need to come across my threshold, especially if it's a man. So, I can speak to that. Honey, so real there quick, <laughs> there are people in the chat and I, I really hope they chime in on this. So I am extremely big on keeping the energy in my space a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so um, those that are in the chat, those that are watching, Please put this in there if you've experienced this. I'm telling you what I know. I keep the energy in my in my living space a certain way. So that way, by the time you walk in, even if you walk in and you were feeling a little tense, when you walk through my door, you, it's, it's dropping. And mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm very big on protecting my energy that's in my yeah. space. Um, I've had I've had hip hop artists that wanted to record with me and I've given them warnings because I knew what type of hip hop they were doing. I'm not I'm not categorizing hip hop as bad. I'm just saying I knew that they were coming in with the shoot them up, get it, you know, did, et cetera, et cetera. I knew okay. they were coming in with that and I gave them warning and I was like, listen, you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to do it in my space. You're not going to feel it. Right. No, no, we good. We good. We good. And I was like. I know you're good. I'm not, I'm not speaking against you and your, your talent or your experience. I'm just telling right. you, I know my place. And I was mm -hmm. like, you're not going, no, nah, no, nah, we got you. We got you. We're going, all right, let's do it. They come in half an hour later. Yo, I, I can't even, I'm sorry, man. And I'm sitting there like, I told you, told you. I told you. <laughs> I know, I know what the energy is right. in my place. Yeah. I know what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm very protective of it. And so yeah. I, I just want Claire raise her hands. Yeah, because my, my my place is set like that on purpose. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then even going further, I make sure that my aura is that way. That yeah. when I'm and when I'm around, I know people from a distance might look at my face and be like, oh, he's not approachable because I might not necessarily be smiling. But right, if right. you know me, first thing you're gonna know is that I'm silly. I'm more silly than what I appear to be. That's first. Second. <laughs> Second is that my aura is is that where it's you're not going to be able to feel a certain way. And my energy is very, 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 very strong. If there's something wrong with me, like a lot of times I can be in another room. I can be in another building. The people that are have been around me kind of know, hey, you all right? 
because I'm feeling something because my right, energy right, is that big. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but and the opposite is true too. Like when I come around, you might be in a little agitated space. When I come around before I say anything, part of my energy is going to infiltrate and it's going to bring the peace because that is I'm not having it no other way. I can't afford to be mm-hmm. in any other type of environment. It's it's a right. non-negotiable for me. Right. All right, I'm good. I love it. I love it. No, it's good. That's good. Antoine done sat back. Then. He did. He, 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 he get ready. Um, he get ready to go tell his wife to get some scenes. <laughs> no, I did. I did want to ask because the one thing you mentioned it, but talk a little bit about the bowl. The singing bowl? The singing bowl. Okay. So in my class, uh, my students that are in this chat are going to trip. All right. So in, in, we're, we're playing the singing bowl. There's some people that play the singing bowl because it sounds nice and it's soothing and it's great. In my class, I teach how to play the singing bowl, what singing bowl to play, when you should play it, and the different ways you can play it. Most people do it wrong. Most people, when you're on Instagram and you're seeing people and they're doing like this, oh, yeah, it's, it's this yeah. frequency. <laughs> nah, it's not. No, it's not. It's not that. <laughs> Save this sound. That's what they say. Save this sound. <laughs> right. And like, if you don't know, you don't know. You know? Right. And it's, it's crazy. So with the singing bowl, um, there are different ways that you can play it. Most people don't know that. Um, my students do now. <laughs> but right. there are different ways that you can play it. Um, and they're improper ways to play it. It's not, it's just like anything else. Anybody can go up to a piano and be like, oh, I'm playing these notes. And, mm-hmm. and that doesn't make you a pianist. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that right. you're playing the piano. It just means that you're, you're triggering the sounds from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you're, you're skillfully playing it. And so right. um, I'll, I'll give a couple of jewels from my class just so that people understand what I mean. Um, like for instance, a lot of times you'll see people. I played glass singing bowls. I'm not that great at playing the Tibetan. I have, and but it takes a lot of effort for me. So, but there are different types of singing bowls. Um, you have the regular glass, which are the ones that you can kind of see through and they look pretty. You have the frosted glass, which it has like, well, yeah, I don't know what frosted is. You have the frosted glass, um, and then you have Tibetan bowls. And so, when you're playing them, it's the same technique. All the way around so a lot of people play bowls with their wrist and they play you see the bowl up and i use my cup sorry you'll see them playing like this playing and they're going around and they're using their wrist that's an improper way to play it that's the same technique that will have you ending up with carpal tunnel and tendonitis you're supposed Mm. to play from your elbow down to your hand you're supposed to spin with your whole elbow and play it that way and that Mm. also allows you to control the volume of the bowl and when you listen to a bowl a lot of times you'll hear this this the vibration it goes woo, woo, woo. if you play it from your elbow you can control what how loud that is and you can control the vibration of it why is that important because vibration is important we all vibrate yeah. if you're playing it at the wrong vibration you're doing more of a disservice than you are being helpful Right. And if you don't know the frequency of the bowl that you're playing or the note of the bowl that you're playing, it sounds nice. But depending on what frequency it is, is housed in, if you pay, for example, if you're playing a bowl that's in 440 and it's not in 432, you're not doing anything. 
I know that went over some people's heads, and it's fine. Yeah, it, it, I, I just want you to know I tilted <laughs> my head, okay? Just as long as you know that. <laughs> so, quick story. All, all of music um, used to be tuned to 432, which is the universal frequency of everything. It's the original universal frequency. Um, and not to go into numerology or things like that, but when you do calculations on um, what vibrates at what frequencies, a lot of them either they they fall under the three six nine and i know we'll look all of the stuff up after i finish talking and y'all see what i'm talking about everything lines up with the numbers three six or nine and then like so for instance when i'm talking about 432 frequency four plus three plus two is nine right so mm -hmm. um you take the circumference of a circle 360 degrees six three plus six is nine you nine. take the angles of a square 90 degrees divisible by nine so it, it goes on and on and on from there. So what happened in music is that we all used to play music at the 432 frequency. Um, and around 1950s, I think it was like around the 1950s, um, the Rockefellers and were influenced by a Nazi minister to change the tuning frequency from 432 to 440. Why does that make a difference? Because 432 is universal. 440 takes us out of being in alignment with the universal frequencies. Well, why does that make a difference? I said before that frequencies directly affect your molecular structure. So if you are constantly listening to music that is out of universal sequence, out of universal frequency, then you're constantly listening to music that's disrupting and harmful to your molecular structure. And therefore you're out of alignment. And you're always out of alignment if you're always listening to music that's in the 440 hertz. So going back to the bowls, if your bowl is not, if your bowl is not in, um, um, if it's not tuned to the 432 frequency, it sounds great and it's soothing. That's cool. That's not my concern as a sound healer. My sound, my sound healing comes from a perspective of, are we helping you? Is it, is it physically scientifically helping you it's great that it sounds good but i need to make sure that and it's my responsibility as if i'm going to label myself a sound healer is to actually be doing that work and so that's that's why it's important to know what your um the frequency of your bowls and what you're playing and how you're using it is important i would have to see that demonstration that hey TikTok. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. TikToks would be perfect. TikToks would be perfect. <laughs> shout out to, shout out to uh, Sandiva, man. I, I, that, that sister right there. Sandiva, I got to get you up here. It's been a long time since I've had a chance to talk to her. I got to get her up here for a conversation. Yeah. I got to get her to come do an acapella and acoustic segment. All of that stuff, man. Oh, it, it's been and a long for time. For her to share that story, her story. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yep, there's Vanessa. Okay. Hey, Vanessa. <laughs> um, this is why you so, so they, nick they nicknamed me that um, at one of our retreats that um, Janice and I gave. They, they said, you're a sound alchemist. I think it was either the retreat. No, it wasn't a retreat. It was at the one of the um, circles that we did. And because okay. I, I always had trouble describing who I am and what I do. And they said, sound alchemist. And I was like, oh. That works. Okay, I understand. Okay. So that kind of brings everything under that umbrella, so to speak. Of, yep. Yeah. 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 
Makes sense, man. So, you know, we're we're here. This is like the fourth quarter. Actually, shoot, we're what about twenty three days left in the game now at this point. Um, right, right. Playing like yeah, like this month is. I mean, it's not over, but it's you know, um, twenty twenty three. What's on the horizon for Maurice Dorsey? Maurice Carroll. I'm looking at. I'm sorry. I'm looking at. The, I'm looking at Claire as I'm talking. Oh, Carol, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. No, I didn't get a man the wrong name or everything. I'm literally sitting here looking at Claire's comments as I'm as I'm talking. But yes, Marcus oh, Dorsey. Yeah, what's, what's on the horizon for you uh, with this new year? Um, so. Um, my plan is to do more collaboration. So um, I'm finding a new lane with um, EDM, dance music, influenced music. And I'm, I'm really, that's my new lane. Um, I'm loving it. I, I understand it. I understand the different genres of it. So I'm really looking to do more collaborations and more remixes in, in that arena. Um, and getting heavier into the sync licensing arena. Um, because I'm, again, with diversification, I'm looking at, okay, how can I, um, how can I create some residual income? How can I do that with what I already do? And sync licensing is one of those ways where if you keep, if you keep feeding it, the, the checks will keep coming, you know, as you land things. So there's a high demand for sync licensing. And so I want to fill that and go with the collaborations. In fact, if you go on the, um, my website and you go on the music, um, you'll hear some of the remixes that I've been working on that kind of point to the direction of um, what I'm doing. And a lot of them are, um, the majority of them are songs that people know. Um, two are songs like if, um, two, the, the, the two that are on the bottom are, um, from artists that are here in Baltimore. One is For Me To Dry Fish, and the other is uh, Lil Day. And those are remixes, remixes that I've done for them. For Femi's song, it was the remix for Wahala, and which we, we talked about the Crown Awards earlier. We won um, Best Video for that particular song. And um, the other song is called Ooh, Work It. And for some people they may know the song because it was on 92, well, it is on 92Q and DTL or radio, so forth and so on. Um, um, it's like a two-step, you know, kind of song. And I just turned both of those into dance mixes. Everybody else that's on that list right now, you've heard. Um, right now, the one that most people have like jumped on was the, um, I did a remix of um, um, Faith Evans, Soon As I Get Home. And people were flipping over it so um but that's on all of that stuff is free to listen to on my website a lot of that if it's somebody that is popular i'm doing it that that is my okay i just want to do something and i'm not looking to make a dollar off of it i just want to do it see what people think and just keep moving um if it's a remix from some an artist that i know chances are it's either we put it in putting it out or it is out and we're just moving forward with that so all of next right. year I'm gonna be focusing on on those two elements and past that, of course, with the healing stuff, we're gonna, you know, do more circles. We're already expanding. We already have some dates booked for next year already with the circles and um, you know, classes and things like that. So 
It's already moving. It's already in motion. Sounds good. Welcome back, sis. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> she ain't want to be here no my, more. My energy wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> my internet energy wasn't right, y'all, in the mountains. Oh, goodness. That's what it is. You all the way up there. You know. I'm up here in the mountains. <laughs> Your frequency was way too high. Too high, y'all. Too high. <laughs> too, funny. too funny. Um, bro, for like anyone that wants to contact you um about anything music-wise, uh, for those that are interested in the workshops that you're doing with mm-hmm. the healing and all of that kind of stuff, man, let everyone know uh how they can reach you. Yeah, it's very easy. Um, and this is something that I do in my consultations on the music side. Keep everything simple. So my website, mauricecarroll.net. Social media um, on IG is Maurice L. Carroll. On YouTube, Maurice L. Carroll. On TikTok, Maurice Carroll. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I kept it simple. It's, you don't have the guests there's no there's no you know underscores and you know no hidden names and nothing like that it's straightforward make it i follow the mcdonald's and um mentality with that keep everything simple keep everything uniform you're going to remember you're going to see same avatar same name everywhere you can find me right um on the on the healing arts side um you can find find me and find us at the healing flame collective that's at dot com that is at ig that is on youtube same same exact thing keep everything uniform if you remember the name you want to find us anything else selenia before we let him get out of here that was good no thank you for answering my question i'm sure there's someone else who on the replay is going to ask the same question I did. So <laughs> I, I am just thank it. you. Thank you so much. Yes, you did make this interview so easy. <laughs> so at one point I was just sitting back like I was like You yeah. did? I was like, is he in therapy? But soaking off soaking out my clients do that they sit back in the chair i'm like well why am i up on the screen like this then <laughs> that's, that's when you that's when you know it's good that's when you know that the information that's coming yeah across. That they, they got something they got it yep they got it yeah bro well, i definitely man bro it's fun as always man Thank congratulations you. on the award uh congratulations on all that job, man like yeah and i feel like you're still probably just scratching the surface on a lot of stuff man so you know, around this time next year, we might have to bring you back up to see, you know, some of the other stuff that you've done mm-hmm. and you know, all that kind of stuff, man. But it's always Let's a pleasure, bro. Always a pleasure, yeah. man. Um, I'm going to get my mac and cheese one of these years, whether it's from you, Janice, or somebody. <laughs> but um, I definitely uh, want to talk to you some more about uh, what we had talked about earlier with the project that you're doing. And I'm going to yeah. see if I can talk my wife into coming out. And, and being open-minded with one of these workshops because I definitely want to want to sit in on one just to to get the experience. Okay. I keep saying to myself, if I go to a workshop, I feel like I'm gonna be floating out of the joint like this, <laughs> <laughs> just floating out. Mine totally. Maurice, just up. sage him when he comes in the door. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, partner, that's how you doing me. <laughs> 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 
That's how you doing me, partner. Jeez. Yeah, man. But definitely appreciate you, bro, man. Um, best of holidays for you. You know, all of that good stuff. Um, happy new year in advance, man. I know 2023 yeah. is going to be amazing for you, bro. Um, and anytime you need me for whatever, man, I'm always here, bro. Appreciate you much. Hey, bro. I appreciate you all so much. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having are me. You're welcome, Maurice. Thank you. Are, you. are you in the studio, by the way? Right, like right now? Yeah, like yes. are you broadcasting the studio? I, I thought so. Yeah. I was gonna ask you to do yeah. like a little pan job so we could see the magic, you know, where uh, the magic happens. I mean, but. you can't that's where the music magic happens y'all that's, that's where it happens right? yeah and, uh, you know he's available for everything but yeah man i appreciate you bro thank you so much man um the best of luck and everything man in your future endeavors bro thank you so much thank you thank you maurice shout out to claire dorsey shout yes. out to uh who was the other one that i that i wanted to uh it was uh, several pe uh, people. Oh, no, it was somebody in particular, though. Mahogany. Mahogany. Mercer. Shout out to you two. Um, I've reached yeah. out to you guys on social media, so please get back to me because I would love to have you up here. And of course, shout out to my sis, Sandiva. I've already inboxed you, so you better return my, my message. Don't make me come hunt you down because I'll come and get you. <laughs> I'll come and get you. Like I said, we need to stage him. Yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> I think I still might have a piece somewhere in the back of the basement. You're just, you're just too aggressive with it with everybody. You back hey, Sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta ugh. you gotta do that. Nah, but appreciate you, man. Have a good one, bro. Thank you. All right, you too. Please. Absolutely, my man. Maurice Carroll in the hell. This is my guy right there, man. That's and, good. And, and if you if you notice the one thing, like that's his demeanor. All the time. He might be at the Ravens games like that, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. that guy that's ready to run down on the field because Greg Roman keeps calling the wrong plays, and I want to just right. go. You know. <laughs> Maurice is like, "Yeah, just come on, man." Good <laughs> he was probably watching the game yesterday, saying, "Don't worry about it. They're going to score at the end." Don't worry about it. <laughs> the end. He was like, well, that's because that. his energy is there. That's where he's at. Yeah, I, I I pray for the day that I'm able to keep just my total energy. You know what I mean at that right level, chance. but yeah, definitely a great guy. Glad we had a chance yeah, to get him up here. Very nice. Um, he supposed to be here two weeks ago, and of course I had to postpone. Um, and I wasn't going to make him wait uh, until next year, man, because I, I definitely wanted to talk to him. So appreciate that guy, man. Um, with that being said, uh, this is the final show of 2022. I'm so glad we had this time together. It's been an amazing year. It's been an amazing year. What I am going to do uh, for the rest of this month is I'm going to post old shows, previous shows. I hate calling them old because they're not old. I'm going to post previous shows. Um, I may do multiple shows per week just to flood the timelines. Um, I'm also going to be posting multiple segments of acapellas and acoustics. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout because I'm going to get on y'all nerves for the next three weeks. Just to stay in your face while we're not here. And um, yeah, that's about it, man. I'm looking forward to uh and and I mentioned it earlier. I, I said that the, the calendar for January is actually full. Um, like I said on January the second, I know we have the uh, inspirational singer Jade. Uh January the ninth, we have Lee Michaels from Heaven Six Hundred. Um January sixteenth, we have my sister Portless Shakespeare. 
And on January the 30th, my man DJ Casper Bernstein will be in the building. I'm definitely looking forward to getting that brother up here. So the month of January is is getting us off to an amazing start. An amazing start. I'm looking looking forward to chopping it up with all of them. And uh everything that the Joy Nook Book Club has to offer for the new year and you know your podcast and all of that stuff man i'm looking forward it's, it's going to be an amazing year for you i know um that it is yeah this is this has been great man 2022 has been has been all right it has it has good good um good ending i think um what uh, maurice was talking about was actually necessary in all aspects not just in the music industry but yeah, you know exactly. artists all around i think this was a a good conversation to end out the year to prepare your thoughts in your mind for 2023 and just understanding because he even said it diversification keeping things simple <laughs> you know everything pertains to um all of what we're doing and just making sure you're doing those things in small increments don't overwhelm yourself because then you won't accomplish your goal small increments lead to huge results and i will be on TikTok more in 2023 make the plan make the plan <laughs> make the knock, plan knock, knock on sheetrock <laughs> sheet so to all of our viewers man thanks everybody yes. for tuning in today merry christmas happy hanukkah happy and anything else that you uh, celebrate yes. this time of year Happy and definitely Kwanzaa. Uh, happy Kwanzaa, yes, and all of that stuff. And you know, definitely uh happy new year, man. Um yes. may twenty twenty three be the best year of your life, honestly, man. From Access Grant. All Anything right. Anything else, sis? No, um, like I said, just head on over to Alenia Renee on YouTube to keep up with everything that I am doing. And also you can just um follow me on Facebook as well. And she be flooding that YouTube channel, y'all. So pay attention because this is a lot. She be she be dropping. I got a lot on it. I got a lot on it. Sister getting views. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Oh, and special special just shout out to my pastor and my first lady, Reverend Phil and Jackie Miller. I love those guys to life. Yes, they're um, good people. Oh, and again, see, and I only had one cup. Signature Long Island iced tea. Y'all need you need to call it catch you in the back of your throat. <laughs> but it wasn't even the Long Island that did that. That was just I don't know if that was me trying to swallow something. But um again, the Long Island iced tea is available. Uh this is a small 12 ounce bottle that's available for $30. And then we have the two gallon bottles uh for 80 bucks. Um, just go to www.tipsytipsetheenphen.com um, and go to the shop link and you'll scroll down and you'll see this label. Um, and you can choose from either the Dirty uh, Long Island or the Green Light, which is basically a melon. Uh, melon. Yep, that's what she uh, said. Melon. It's melon. It's melon. Bring in the new year with something new. Oh. Bring in the new year with something new. New. <gasps> Look at me. Take it as a slogan. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, sis. Hey, give, you give, give your daughter a hug for me, man. I'm so proud of everything that she's doing. I um, will. 
definitely and, will. And the young adult team life that she's doing and everything. Oh my gracious, yeah. <laughs> All right, man, we are out of here. We will see you guys next, next year. year. Literally. Um yeah. in Baltimore. Put the guns down, man. I'm gonna Please. leave it on. Please. We love you guys. We're out. Peace. All right. Deuces. Deuces.